Stafford. Going to the end zone, reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time, protection is good, and so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18-yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like Piran might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of East Coast Rams. I'm your host, Ashton, here with the awesome Zach Mayer. How are you doing, Zach? Oh, it's good. Good. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to chit chat. So I'm I'm glad to be on and uh, able to, you know, talk some good Ram stuff. Yeah, a lot has been going down. Uh, we'll first start with some more draft related stuff and then we'll kind of go into our uh, predictions for the season as the schedule did drop a few days ago. Um, so going into the draft, the Rams, uh, dropped a very, very cool draft trailer, had Dennis Quaid as Cronky, Scott Eastwood as Sean McVay, just a lot of big names and there. Some of the players were in there too. Uh, what were your, uh, kind of impressions of this? I, I thought it was a pretty cool, small little thing they did, uh, because, you know, we were waiting, it felt like a few days for our draft picks. I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this team is, this is the Hollywood team. I mean, you know, they, you know, they, they don't have a draft pick in the first two rounds. So they're, you know, definitely out, uh, night one and, and night two. So, or I guess they got, they picked super late into late night two, but, um, no, this was, this was awesome. I mean, you know, they could, they could have got actors to play all the guys, but I was, I was really excited that they didn't and that they, you know, they did bring in, uh, Stafford cup, um, Ramsey was in there. Uh, Terrell Burgess was in there. Van Jefferson Higby was in there. Cup was in there. It was, it was great. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think um, everyone was pretty surprised. I think the whole league was pretty surprised um, that, that that's, that's what they pulled off. And I think a lot of that um, ended up showing, and we'll talk about this, you know, towards the end, but when, when the, the schedule, the NFL schedule was released, you know, a lot of teams were trying to make these similar plays of, um, you know, video releasing of the, of their schedules. Yeah. Chargers had a pretty cool one that I liked. Uh, so let's kind of start going more heavily into the draft itself. And as you know, uh, Zach, the Rams didn't pick until I think a year into the draft. So, <clears throat> 
Uh, interesting thing is coming into a draft, the Rams have lost Austin Corbett, and we also lost Andrew Whitworth, the retirement. So we all knew O-line was going to be something that we had to address somewhere in the draft. Now, Rams fans the last few years have been kind of, let's, I, I wouldn't say abused Zach, but uh, very used to let down with the Rams drafting O-line men very high, at least in the last two or three drafts. But the Rams uh, go with Logan Bruss, or the, uh, what, Bruss bus, or Bruss train. Um, a really, really competent pick. I watched, I believe, two or three Wisconsin games this year. And he always was someone who just never, never let up a lot of pressure. Uh, just doing great job against like Aiden Hutchinson, some top tier talent. Uh so overall I thought it was a solid pick. I think he will start at right guard and uh someone that the fact that you're still there around one oh four, I think uh they got good value there. Oh for sure. And you know in you know kind of reading um, some of the interviews after the draft, um, it was kind of like the Rams were kind of thinking about even, you know, moving up a little bit and, you know, trading with Cleveland um, to get a, to get a pick sooner. And whether that was to get somebody else or to actually get Logan at, at an earlier pick. Uh, but they were confident at their one Oh four um, that hopefully that he would still be around. Um, you know, I was kind of surprised that they picked an, an offensive lineman, you know, and again, you know, um, it, it always has to do with, you know, what you see afterwards. And I think after the draft, it makes perfect sense that why they picked an offensive lineman uh, first round. Um, I was I thought they were going to go for more of a corner position. Um, I just thought that that was where we um, we really uh, saw some of the deficiencies within the defense. Um, but, you know, when you know, when we get get down the line we see the reasons why they uh they decided to go with somebody else and you know again you know we had colton shelton coleman shelton who we just re-signed um we saw bobby evans um there as well as for depth the o-line so like i said you know i wasn't i'm not shocked and i'm i'm pleased with the pick that they did but i was surprised they didn't go for more of a the corner position Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not necessarily surprised. I think they had to go O-line pretty early, especially with who left, wanting to keep quality up there to protect Stafford, because this was one of the few times Stafford has had a top five O-line. I think first time ever in his career, he had a top 10 O-line, um, if I'm not mistaken. But they go for another Wisconsin O-lineman. This is the third the Rams have on their roster now. It's just something about Wisconsin produces linemen that the Rams really like. They like how they have a run scheme, but they make their O-lineman very versatile. Uh, Rob Habenstein is also from Wisconsin, sorry, Wisconsin and um, does a great job, been a starter for us ever since he came in to the league. And I, I feel like Bus is going to follow the same kind of trajectory. So, uh, really good pick there. Uh, sure. Let's move... <clears throat> yeah, let's move on to a need that you said, cornerback, that the Rams did address with their second pick <clears throat> in Dakobe Durant. And I will say, as someone who lived in South Carolina for a pretty long time and watched a good amount of South Carolina 
uh, football, mostly the Gamecocks, but I do watch a good amount of Clemson, good amount of Coastal Carolina. Dakobe uh, Durant, I am very, very interested uh, to see how he does in the NFL. He is a great player. He's always jumped out. He's a smaller school kid, so I didn't know if the Rams would go for him, especially this high. Uh, but really, the Rams and their secondary picks, uh, they've been great. Uh, outside of a few here and there, the Rams have really hit on most of their secondary picks. And Jacoby Durant definitely has a lot of that high motor functionality, a lot of good measurables they look for. And um, he's very smart. So hopefully he can transfer all those skills into the NFL level. I think he's an improvement on our uh, third and fourth cornerbacks instantly. I... I think I almost want to say he has a chance at the starting role over Troy Hill. Really? Now, I, yeah. I I don't think that I can't say the same thing only because I feel like the Rams, you know, went out went out of their way to you know bring him back into the fold. Um, someone who knows the defense very well, um, who who played you know at a at a really good level um, while he was here. So you know, I don't think he'll be. A, I don't know. I could see them also trying to mix in three cornerbacks and trying to see how that fits into their scheme a little bit. So, you know, he might be playing on, um, you know, the same field, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a starter. You know, a lot of, you know, when you look at these draft picks, there's only a, there's only a small percentage of them that actually um, make it into the the starting lineup. But I definitely think he brings in some depth that the Rams, I, really needed in that backfield uh for the defense uh-huh. yeah i definitely think uh we'll probably be sticking to a two cornerback system because there's a other pick i will say later on that i think will also start um i actually think he'll probably start uh week one so uh going to our next pick our third pick was notre dame running back Kyron Williams, uh, we traded up to get him. Uh, how do you feel about the trade up in general, Zach? And how do you feel about Kyron Williams? Because I am a little bit heartbroken. I wanted the Rams to go a little bit later for a running back and go after the running back from South Carolina, which the Patriots got in the sixth round. And I will say he is a stud, and I think he's going to be great for him. But the Rams picked Kyron Williams. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you have to trust in the system. Um, you know, any of these draft picks, you know, you go through and you know, you always think that there's somebody else who's going to fit the bill. But, you know, the Rams have, you know, pretty methodically thought about how each person can fit into their run scheme. Um, and, you know, with the, with the now departure of Sony Michelle, there's, there's going to be these voids that are, um, that are going to need to be filled that maybe, you know, um, Henderson or Cam Akers can't fill those roles. And, you know, I, I think the Rams are definitely going to go into the, to the three back. And I think, um, bringing in Kyron Williams, I think will definitely, um, will definitely do that. Plus I think he has a kind of a, kind of a neat story, um, just based on his St. Louis background. Yeah, we definitely need a consistently healthy back, or we're going to be drafting a running back every draft. <laughs> and, and I feel like that's the way things are going to go. I mean, 
it's unfortunate when when that happens. But you look at teams across the league, and you know they're all using two to three backs um, in rotation because you know someone gets injured, and once a running back gets injured more than two times, you know it's it's very unlikely that they're going to continue um, in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after we pick Kyron Williams, we end up trading a future fifth uh, for Troy Hill. Um, solid move by the Rams. They don't get a lot of cap. Uh, the Browns are paying most of his cap. And they got a six-rounder this year for him. So if you think about it, it's like, uh, honestly, they didn't move that back, that far back. They didn't have to pay uh, probably around 16, 17 mil of combined salary for him. And uh, they get him right back for a year or two. Um, solid move. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, they wanted someone, they needed another corner. You know, you lose Darius Williams um, and you you need someone else other than Ramsey to to be the to be another cornerstone in that backfield, um, you know we've seen that our kind of I mean in our safety positions that's also kind of been a uh, a failure point too as far as having like real leadership. I mean obviously Terrell Burgess has been um, has been great at you know moving up the ranks, but um, but really they need somebody else with some veteran experience that can help that defense in the backfield. And I think that's that's the main reason why they got Troy Hill back is because a it was a it was a deal um, that was that was perfect for the Rams to make, and they bring in you know that veteran former Ram to um, help the defense. He already knows the scheme um, should should fit in really well, and it, it kind of kind of seemed like he wanted to come back anyways from his discussions uh, about how how he worked in Cleveland. And uh, the fourth Rams pick was. Uh, safety Quinn and Lake, and I'm not going to lie, Zach, I loved this pick. This was my favorite pick out of the entire draft. Quinn and Lake is such a underrated safety. The fact that he fell to the sixth round when he was getting mocked in like second or third, high second, uh, in a lot of mock drafts, like, and not that mocks are everything, uh, but for me, like when I've watched his tape, his instinct, how he flies to the ball, uh, it's all impressive. And I think he's going to start week one. I think he's going to be the most successful player out of this entire draft for us. I, You know, I, you know, looking at kind of what he did over just the past, um, you know, 11 starts in this last season, he had 54 total tackles. Um, he tied the team lead with three interceptions um, and and led with uh, six pass breakups. And, you know, I, again, the it was the depth in the cornerback position. The cornerback position itself, we had good players, but when one person went down, we, we started getting more and more players down. With the safety position, we saw what we had to do. I mean, we had to go get a retired player to come back because that's all they could do in the playoff situation. So it's they needed more people in the safety position. And, you know, like, I, you know, Taylor Rapp, he's had his ups and his downs. And, you know, I, I just, I'm unsure if he's going to be the, he, I don't think he's going to be the future with the Rams and they need to really look at that position. And I think uh, just like you said, I think Quentin, uh, Quentin Lake 
really fits that that mold for the Rams scheme. Yeah, the Rams, I would say out of any position, uh, tell me if you disagree with me, Zach. Safety is their best position drafting. Oh, they yeah, draft I, safety the best. I think I, I don't disagree with that. I think that's it's good looking over the last several years. I think they, they do a really job at drafting them. Um, and you know, they, they don't have to keep a safety, um, but being able to draft them into the scheme and being able to utilize that player while they have them and then continue to use the draft to bring in more people, um, is, is something that, uh, that I, that I'm enjoying watching. So, uh, with the fifth pick in the NFL draft, the Rams pick, Georgia cornerback Darian Kendrick, he was a former Clemson wide receiver turned DB who had uh, off-the-field issues, transferred Georgia, um, had some really, really solid statistics. Uh, I am, you could say, a pretty good Georgia fan, so I did watch a good amount of his games, and he he kind of reminds me of the Jones pick from last year, someone who you know, didn't test well, especially with speed, but he has all the instincts. He's very smart. He knows where to go to play the ball. Uh, he knows how to read the cornerback or quarterback and just overall underrated player because of off the field issues and pure speed. I think he moves faster than uh, what he tested. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I don't know the details of what his off the field um, issues were, but um, you know, looking looking to people who who've had similar things come to the Rams and they've you know um, succeeded very well in that organization. So you know, whatever whatever either mistakes he made or whatever scuffles that happened during that time period, hopefully that's uh, here and done. And you know, again, he's he's filling a need, um, especially in that depth position. So, uh, next two picks, uh, in my opinion, uh, Zach, are kind of just dart throws. And good dart throws. I think uh, both of these players, from all the tape I've seen after draft, uh, seem solid solid potential players to make the roster. Uh, Hopefully, they do well in camp. Uh, We have Montana State uh, outside linebacker Daniel Hardy. Another kind of like small school superstar. The Rams kind of draft at uh, outside rusher to hopefully see if something sticks out of the group of guys they're kind of assembling there um, to be kind of on the opposite side of Leonard Floyd. Uh, Any comments on him? No, like you said, like these last kind of few picks, it's, it's one of those things where I, you know, I hope something sticks and I hope that they're able to, you know, you know, get into the NFL and actually, um, you know, do well for the Rams. Uh, but I, like I said, a lot of these players, I'm kind of just going into it as I, I don't know if I'm going to see them on the, you know, first or second depth position. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams get safety rushies to another safety to kind of bolster their numbers and take into camp and, Hopefully, get someone who can be uh, provided depth. 
Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing all these people, all these you know players pl- play and get the opportunity to play. I think we'll see a uh, you know, assuming they make the roster, we'll see a lot of them play in the preseason, um, which really gives them the biggest um, way to shine and to and to get into um, you know an, an active uh, participant in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then our sec, the second to last pick uh, was Michigan State. Offensive tackle uh, AJ Akuri. Uh, so, uh, didn't watch any Michigan State games. They were a solid team last year, and uh, we'll see if he can make it out of camp uh, again. Seventh round picks are really basically uh, undrafted free agents you want to lock down for camp. That's how I look at him. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So moving on to undrafted free agents, uh, the Rams signed a few notable ones. Jaron Jaron McVay, I am butchering that. Uh, six-year senior, uh, forty-eight career targets uh, led up in his entire six years. Uh, Ninety-nine tackles, four. Oh, uh, sorry, four for a loss and three interceptions last year. Solid stats. Added a kicker, Cameron Dicker. Uh, the social media team would have a blast if he ends up winning the kicking uh, for some weird reason. It won't happen, but <laughs> uh, Dicker the kicker would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, I'm interested in this uh, because, you know, because they didn't pick a kicker, which I am semi surprised that they didn't eat, um, that they didn't. But I, I also I do understand why they didn't. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to the co- kicking competition uh, or well, I guess this is a kicker, not a punter. So I've been looking forward to a punter. Why didn't we pick a punter? Or did we? Pick uh, I actually, I think he's a punter. I think oh, that's okay. Yeah. So that's a little quirk in our notes. But anyways, uh, I'm really interested in the punting um, kickoff or the punting um, dueling that, that that's going to take place. Um, you know, losing Johnny Hecker is, is not a, a huge blow, especially since, you know, as the years, the last two years, of, last two been, years have uh, been rough. Um, yeah. but you know, a punter, you know, when our offense isn't striving at its 100%, the kickers or the punter is super important on making sure that the, that the offense coming, you know, from the other team, um, is in a, as worst position as they possibly can. Um, and so, you know, this is a position that I'm going to be circling to kind of keep an eye on um, kind of a, just because it's, it's just going to be an unknown with um, getting the giants, right? Is that who we got the giants punter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to be interested to see how, how that's going to work out and um, who will take that spot. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, gonna be honest here uh i i do think punter will be more important than most fans think we face a lot of good defenses this year um so even though i do think our offense is going to be even better than last year weirdly enough um yeah we'll, we'll see who wins that punting battle i'm a little surprised they didn't try to draft a punter but punters went really early this year i think a punter got drafted in the fourth round which is a little ridiculous so like this was a bad year to need to draft a punter because everyone took one early on yeah yeah i 
it just seemed like it was the year of the good punters, right? Yeah, year of the good punters. Um, so that's the Rams draft class and undrafted draft class. I know we missed a few undrafted guys, uh, but really, um, camp can be unpredictable. So we'll cover camp and we'll uh, do a podcast and kind of talk about breakouts. Uh, while we're doing other stuff in the next few weeks and months and update you guys on our opinions on that. Yeah. Any, any other last takeaways before we move into the schedule? Uh, no, uh, I do overall give this draft grade a, uh, I would say a minus. I overall really enjoy this draft uh, compared to last year. I thought last year's was a little bit more of like a B minus C plus type of draft year this draft i was really happy with especially given where our picks were yeah i'm i'm, I'm happier than i was in the previous years and only because i f- we we didn't really focus too much on offensive weapons um and that's because we didn't we don't really need too many offensive weapons um i mean even last year you know we got tutu atwell which again that's n- never a dig at him that he is not a good player things like that it's just the rams i don't think needed tutu atwell at that time um and so i'm really interested to see how they play this year i'm glad you know we only picked up um you know the running back uh which you know we is very understandable on why they why they did that so uh, other than that, I, I think it did really well. Um, I hate I I don't know how to grade a draft, but to me, I think they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go over the schedule drop. Uh, yeah, some notable games. The Rams opened up the first game of the year uh, for the NFL season against the Bills. That's going to be a tough, uh, hard fought one. The Rams play at the Buccaneers. Uh, we have against the Broncos in Week 16. We have five primetime games. So, um, and we also play. Uh, yeah, the Broncos is Christmas. So we have a lot of good, uh, big primetime games. Zach, uh, more time for Cooper Cup and Stafford to shine. I mean, this this is a tough schedule. I mean. You know, when I when you see that most that the Rams have the hardest schedule, you're like, okay, sure. You know, they're the Super Bowl champion team. But then you go through and you look at it, and man, is this a tough? I mean, if you look at it, you could potential if if you had like a worst case scenario, I mean, you could see the worst case scenario being nine and eight, which you know is good because they're still over five hundred. But uh, there's a lot of tough battles on here, especially later in the season. Um, you know. Facing the Packers at Packers in December is going to be tough. Um, the Raiders are going to be a tough team. The Chiefs are going to be a tough team. There's just a there's a lot here that uh, could go against the Rams uh, if if they for some reason have a November like they did last year. Hmm. Uh, so Zach, do you want to go ahead and get into, uh, season predictions way too early predictions? It is way too early. And, um, 
I I could give you predictions as far as now, but you know, throughout the next couple months, once we you know when we bring on other episodes, I I kind of really want to dig into each one, um, mm-hmm. kind of week by week prior to them, uh, and then maybe at the end we do another preview before the season starts and kind of compare where we're at now, post draft, mm-hmm. before training camp, and then right before either regular season or preseason, depending on how we you know get all of these weeks accomplished. Um, I'm super excited. I'm excited that the Rams haven't, er well, I think a lot of people like a later buy. I, I just, I'm always amazed that the Rams always have a late buy. They never have an early buy. Um, so that's kind of nice. Also having the 49ers done by, by week, uh, eight is also very interesting and a kind of a weird move. Um, I mean, really, we'll we'll have the Cardinals also done by week ten. So it seems just it's it's a very interesting schedule. Um, but if I had to put something on it now, just based on the schedule, and I'm thinking of like best case scenario because I I do think there's a lot of games that um, there are a few games that I I am very concerned about. Um, not that could be because of the weather conditions or um, you know who they're actually playing, but uh, you know I. I'm going to go with, um, I think I'm going to go with 12 and five. Um, I think that's a solid, I think that's a doable, um, a doable percentage to, to get you back into the playoffs and back at, uh, trying to win another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, yeah. So I, uh, as people don't know on here, I have a history in the last three years of, Almost correctly predicting the Rams uh, uh, ending kind of record, uh, missing it always by plus one. So they always do one worse. And it's been the last game of both seasons in the last two years that have killed me because we should have won both. But either way, uh, we end up losing uh, both and I end up being wrong by one. And if that falls again, then you would end up being right. Cause I have us going 13 and four. Um, and I do have a slumping weirdly enough. Cause I did this by games and then I looked in the months they're played and I do have a slipping again in November. <laughs> uh, I have us losing to the Panthers, the 49ers, the second time. And then losing to the Raiders and Chargers. Interesting. Yeah. So I have us going uh, thirteen and four. All right. So I I always had to put us losing to one random team because that's such a Rams thing to do. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and I know preseason doesn't count for anything, but for the preseason games, which. I it just took me today to find out who their matchup is against um against them during the preseason uh Chargers which is kind of weird that they're that they're playing them again but in the preseason but whatever um the Texans and then the Bengals which is also very interesting that we're going to get a Super Bowl matchup in the preseason like a Super Bowl rematch in the preseason I think that's just kind of even though the the starters won't play at all um I will be there for that game uh, even though it's preseason, it's one of the easier ones that I can get to and, um, uh-huh. you know, at least get a little bit of insight on some of these uh, uh, players who who don't get to make the, the starting lineup, but, uh, you know, who may have to come in at some point during the league if uh, during the regular season if someone gets injured. 
Yeah, I think the whole Chargers thing is to save money. The team doesn't have to travel. And I mean, they'll I'm probably looking, do that every year. When you look at this out of so they play twenty if you conclude all twenty games, including the preseason, the Rams are at home, in which you have to include the Chargers. Uh so because I mean that I mean, even though it's the Chargers are technically the home team, they're not yeah, gonna they're, just like the Bengal when they were in the Super Bowl, they're getting their locker room, they're getting their sideline, like nothing is changing other than maybe the person who announces the call, like who, who's the announcer in the stadium. Um, that's really going to be the only big difference, but I think it's, let's see, one, two, three. The Rams four. will also have fan advantage too. So 12 of those games are in SoFi stadium. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. The one, so other than the 49ers game, which I, you know, I know that we ha- we've had some trouble in the stadium with 49ers fans um, because the games are so early on. I'm I'm hoping that they're not as bad. Um, Cowboys one, I think, will be another game where uh, I think they're going to have a majority fans there. I'm worried about the Raiders. Uh, That's the one. A yeah, Las Vegas yeah. is not that far. Um. And, you know, even though, you know, they weren't there for that long, but I mean, the LA market has been split for a long time um, because when the Rams and, you know, not including the Chargers, because I don't know how many actual LA fans or Chargers fans, but, you know, from looking at the LA market, they were split between the 49ers, really the 49ers and uh, the Raiders. Uh, for the longest time and so I really I'm really I would agree with you Cowboys fans they flock in numbers too they're they're really well-traveled team Um, Uh but I would be I would be really concerned about week 14 uh, with the Raiders which I know that's one of your that's one of the picks you said that uh, they could there they they may lose to yeah so ironically I have us losing four home games and winning every away game I just realized that. Uh, the Packers away game is the only one that really. Well, technically, that... if you count the Chargers, we're losing an away game. But again, we'll have majority fans in the Chargers game. Yeah. Uh, so, so while we're on here, I mean, our, you know, honestly, we're kind of getting through our rundown a lot sooner than we normally do. The one game that I do want to quickly, the Broncos. All right, they get Russell Wilson. Why are they such a threat right now? Why is it seeming like everyone is now on, now that Russell Wilson's joined the Broncos team, now they've become this elite team again? Like, is, I think I, it has to do with the fact that you had Tom Brady and then Stafford in back-to-back seasons go to a new team, and the team, um, for the most part, is like way more competitive in a, on a different level. Um, that and the fact that the Broncos have had solid uh, rosters, especially on defense in the last three years. Their offense has just been a complete cluster of offense. Um, so it remains to be seen if they offensively, even what Russell Wilson can do good, because their offensive line has still been, you could say, somewhat suspect. Um, 
it's better than the Seattle line, but I don't know about how much. And Wilson has shown kind of the he he struggles a lot when he has pressure in his face. And teams have shown if you can just constantly put him under pressure, he's not able to just throw hail marys to DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does have good wide receivers to throw to, like Jerry Judy. Um, that he needs time to do. So uh, I, I think that's why. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just thought I would, you know, chime that in while we're doing it. Because like I said, I'm kind of going through these and kind of trying to plan how do I think they're going to come out. And the Broncos, I just, I don't, I don't see how they're going to do amazingly well with just adding Wilson. But we'll yeah, I think I, I, I had us losing to the Broncos, not necessarily because the Broncos more than anything else, I think will like squeak a game against the Packers by like a end game field goal. We'll all be happy. And then we'll just like have a slugfest against the Broncos and lose it. And I feel like that's a very like the Rams have certain trends that I noticed throughout the season. They struggle in November. Uh, They typically after having a very close away game when they will end up losing at home in weird fashion. Uh, and I just feel like uh, that's something that will happen. I'm going with my gut. Fair enough. Fair enough. How do you feel about Christmas? That's the uh, problem. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel like it should be played on Christmas. Uh, I'm fine with Christmas Eve. Uh, I'll watch it. But still, you know. I mean, for the East Coast fans, I'm glad that it's the four o'clock game because I feel like, you know, that time I, I it kind of just goes back to like Thanksgiving too. Like Thanksgiving has always been like had that football mentality to it. And I don't think it ever takes away from the holiday of its the holiday and kind of the meaning behind it. Um but uh, you know, it is something it is something that, you know can get the family again together. Cause again, like in my family, football is kind of a big deal. Um, and, and so it's just, it's fun to watch. Even if it's not your team, it's fun to have in the background. Uh, but it gives you a little bit, something more to kind of root for on those holidays. Um, but I just, I thought it was interesting. The Rams don't get to play too many holiday games, which is, you know, fine by me. Cause you know, like I said, I, I could use the break from, uh, you know, commenting and, uh, you know, really gluing myself to the TV during those holiday times. But mm-hmm. um, I do think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, as long as the Broncos are a complete collapse uh, by that time in season, or uh, please don't let the Rams be that way, uh, I really think it will probably have better ratings than NBA. Because I think last year the Christmas games didn't really get... They got good ratings, but they weren't the NBA Christmas game level of ratings, I, I believe. I'm just going off of memory here. Uh, so I do think uh, that game will probably have a good chance of beating the NBA games uh, rating ratings-wise. So we'll see. Uh, anything else, Zach? I think that's it for me for now. I think that's good. You got anything left? Uh, no. Uh, if anyone has any questions or feedback, please send it to feedback at eastcoastrams.com. Please hit us with a like. Uh, 
a comment and leave a, a review on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps us out. Tweet about us if you want your friends to listen to us too. Uh, our official Twitter account for East Coast Rams is at East Coast Rams. And you can also find me at Ram. Ramfan Ashton one and Zach Mayer at at Zach Mayer. So pretty uh, simple there. And uh, hope you guys all have a great day. Yeah, guys. Rams up. Uh, yep, Rams up, Ramley. Peace. <laughs>